Welcome back to Pop Cannon. This is episode 16. I'm Jordan. I'm Robert. I'm Andrew. And I'm Brian, here for our sweet 16. Wait a minute. No, that's... We're all, <laughs> so, we're all happy quinceanera to all of us here at Pop Cannon. It's our sweet 16, and uh, <laughs> we are discussing John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. Parabellum. Problem. We sure are. We could just call it John Wick Three, Chapter Three: Problems. Uh. Mm. Uh, which I was unaware of uh, beforehand, but apparently, Parabellum is Latin for "prepare for war." Yeah, very cool. Which I think is pretty cool. Very cool. Sivas pacem Parabellum, meaning if you want peace, prepare for war. Which I I think they use. They pretty that. much. I think they say that in the film. Winston yeah. Winston said end. that exactly like that. Yes. I think he said it in Latin, but yeah. it, it's had it on the bottom of the screen. It was in doing their like their super neato edgy subtitles that they've been doing for the last three movies. And so I like, just it. like a, I like it too. <laughs> Instead of just appearing, it's like this dramatic, and there's just fucking different fonts and colors. It's beautiful. To me, even though it's not based on like a comic book, it feels almost like a comic booky vibe. On it, Free Comic Book Day, Jordan and I saw the John Wick comic book because there is one now. Oh, there, well, there's one now. That's, that's yeah. There's good. a tie-in. Oh, and don't forget the uh, the official Fortnite skin. Oh, never mind. Yeah. So let's go ahead and end this right now. <laughs> Apparently, great episode, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Apparently, I didn't know this beforehand, but when I was doing a little bit of research. Uh, they plan on doing a television series based in the universe yeah, of the films. The, the Continental, which I think is correct? Cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's cool, too, because, mm. like, Keanu Reeves is, like, going to be an executive producer, and it's nice. all the people, like, that actually have to do with the films. Oh. They're branching cool. out into TV, which is n- neat. Possibly. They're yeah, working on a video game that. as well. On a video uh, game? A, a video yes. game would be great. It, I would very much like a video like, game. It felt like a video game, yeah. I don't think was... this movie felt like a video game. I think the the previous two movies felt like video games in a good way. This one, if it felt like a bad video game, sure. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, right, uh, going off of that, what were everyone's initial responses to the film? Brian, let's start with you, since you... Uh... Upon the credits rolling, uh, yeah. I had a big shrug. I was like, meh. Why? Uh, I don't think that this was a good script. Um, I felt like it, the previous two movies were really about the action, and so the story didn't have to be this huge thing. And, and that's, you know, so like the, 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 really the story in the first movie was just revenge for his, his car being stolen, his dog being killed. That was it. And that was fine. And then they added a little bit more to the second movie. And then it felt like for this one, they took all the story they could and crammed it into this. And there was action. There definitely was action, but it felt like they just put way too much story into it and the story for me didn't work. Okay. Andrew, what'd you think? Uh, I had, I had a great time throughout the whole movie. Uh, there were, I agree with, with some things that you were saying, Brian, there were points in the story that I felt a little like, because you, like you said, the first movie was, you know, they kill his dog and he goes on revenge. And then the second movie kind of opens the world up. Mm-hmm. even more 
and you didn't realize the depth that the the franchise actually had in terms of world building and things like that right and this one we just keep going further and further into it but because it's basically it takes off takes up exactly where the second one left off it um it falls a little flat in some storytelling portions because it just kind of feels like so then would you say that you did not have a great time all the way through I still had a great time. All no, maybe not. There's certain moments where I'm kind of like, eh, I wouldn't. I would do that differently, but I wouldn't say I, I dislike the movie. Okay. Um, still great action. Uh, my biggest issue with the action is sometimes with me, gunfight scenes can get boring fairly quickly, and there is one part that it just kind of dragged a little ways. But I mean, fist fights and things like that are always fun. That, uh, that too, is one of my criticisms, that some of the, uh, not really the gunfights, but some of the fights, especially there's sword fighting later on, um, some, of the, some of the sword and knife fights went a little too long. Okay, Rob, what'd you think? Uh, not to echo or parrot Brian's sentiment too much, um, credits rolled and I was just kind of like, okay. Yeah. Uh, I definitely had a good time when they allowed me to have a good time Hmm. but a lot of the film was spent following john wick on a quest that i wasn't aware of what even was happening he went to a library and took out some relics from a book and got into a fight with an ogre (laughs) (laughs) which was a great fight that he broke the guy's jaw (laughs) with a book and i thought that that was brutal and awesome and then Um, he broke his neck with Said book. And then he broke his neck with the book after that. Yeah, some we'll, light reading, we'll, you know. We'll, we'll get to the fights. Yeah. Right. Um, but the, the stuff that he acquired from the book, like, we didn't know what it was. Right. And then he, like, shows it to the Russian lady who's, like, wielding some sort of abusive power over a bunch of ballerinas or something. To be technical, Belarusian. And and he shows her the, the the cross and she knows what it means, but we don't and then we have to like wait ten minutes to find out what it means. Yeah. And that just kinda bothered me. Cause he just keeps pointing it at her. <laughs> and I'm just sure like does. if we knew what was going on, we'd we'd be in on like will she or won't she? But we were just kinda left in the dark as to what that meant. Uh, and then, you know, we had to have that scene from Aquaman replicated here where they <laughs> climb the fucking pyramid. Um, I almost thought Ocean to Ocean started playing for a moment. The sand dune? Yeah. Yeah. yeah just why, like, I've seen that exact shot in three films that I could name off the top of my head, including this one. And I know I've seen it in trailers for other films that I haven't seen. I, I think I think why you see it so many times... In, in so many movies, it's an homage, I think, to Lawrence of Arabia. I think Lawrence of Arabia was a real, really the first film that filmed in color in a desert, and they have like a scene like that, at least a couple scenes like that. And so I think it's an homage. But yeah, I, I agree. It was like, yeah. Like if so, if you're writing a film right now and you have a sweeping desert shot of somebody climbing a sand dune, fucking throw it out. <laughs> yeah, it's been done. Because I, if I like, the, I feel like that the way Andrew feels about his gray futuristic city. Yeah. <laughs> That's very strongly. We had to follow him on this quest that mattered or didn't matter. It didn't. 
Well, because nothing uh, really changed. Yeah, that's that's one of my big big problems. So with the like, movie, yeah. So yeah, like when when people like complain about the script, a lot of times your brain immediately goes to like the dialogue. But John Wick was never known for the dialogue, so that's not the the concern. Right. The 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 plot is really the the it, like what they had him do or what they had everybody do, like what the the onus of the film was. What is really the the issue where we like ping pong back and forth between four or five different goals and then none of them really matter at the end. Right. So that there's my initial thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> my initial in depth thoughts. <laughs> Jordan. Initially, I really liked it. I really had a good time because, like you said, Brian, earlier, John Wick isn't really about the plot. It's about just mostly the fight scenes, for me, at least. You know, like, you go and you you see these incredible technical fights, and I think that they achieved that. And I think part of the problem that I had with the movie was the scope and I was talking to Rob a little bit about this. They they tried to go too big with it. And I think that's mm. yeah. where they kind of faltered. Because they tried widening it too much. They were yeah, too wh- concerned about, well, we got to make it global now. Yeah, Whereas, like I think the- I had said to Jordan in the text, uh, the first one was personal. The second one was international. And the third one was global. Right. Like you said, Rob, that, that whole desert scene... We could have done without. Yeah, absolutely. Like honestly, if you if you remove that scene specifically from the movie, it really doesn't change that much. Uh, he could have. I'm saying he could have went with Halle Berry's character and talked to the the head of the table at that point. Above I, the table. That, I, I, that's guess. what I'm saying. Like that could have been the above the table scene. But did he really? But but did he really need to even go to Morocco? And like it was cool that Halle Berry that whole that he whole needed to get sequence. out of New York was the first. Well, was well, his but first thing. so so this is this is my whole problem is like no, he really didn't like where, where we end up. Where we end up, the only things that have changed are that the Bowery King is out of uh, fealty to the high table, and John's lost a finger. That's really yeah. it. That's really oh, the only thing. He doesn't have a contract on his head anymore though. Oh, you don't think he does? No. She said she said that, you know, oh, oh his body isn't there and Winston goes, "Oh, that's improbable." And she's like, "You know, basically like if he shows up anywhere, he's a dead man." So yeah, he he doesn't have an open contract, but he's still basically excommunicado or whatever you want to call it this time. He's not just okay with everyone. I will say that if you enjoy the the word fealty, yeah. you are going <laughs> to oh, get Lord. it in space. You're going to get consecrated and deconsecrated oh. and reconsecrated oh, all over your face. <laughs> so wait, so let's talk about that bitch for a second, okay? The adjudicator. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god. Oh, she Good was the Lord. Worst. I wanted her to I wanted Winston to shoot her so bad towards the end of the movie. I wanted something bad to happen to her. <laughs> I feel like oh man, can you just wait what's going to happen to her in the next movie. John's going to fucking throw her off a building or some crazy there's a, shit. There's a, there's a small part of me that hopes that whatever happens to her happens off screen and we get told about it in passing. Just so she's not in the movie. So she's not <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> she got a really bla- bad uh, infection from a splinter. <laughs> and she won't be able to make it. Because fuck, she was awful, man. Oh my god. She got a bad case of psoriasis. 
part of me was wondering if they would actually end the franchise with this one, but I, clearly they're <laughs> moving forward. They are moving forward. So I'm uh, I'm wondering, would this movie have felt any different for you guys if, say, John Wick died at the end? It wouldn't have been satisfying. Oh my god! So so yeah, you're I saying would, so yeah. if he. When he gets shot and falls off the building at the very end. Yeah. If he was just dead. Yes. I would have fucking thrown my popcorn thing at the screen and left the theater in a rage. I would have <laughs> yeah, thrown the manager. But it would have been an, like an ending. You know? Yeah, but wow. It wouldn't have been an ending. You don't take ended. somebody on a, on a ride for four years, I guess, between the first one and this one? Yeah. Five years? No, okay, no, well, tw- let's say like, he, he died like in that sword fight at the end. Like he got wounded or something, and then like made it to the top of the building, and none of I that. I mean, happened. maybe. Like he shot but that like, girl. If he sh- if he shot her and then died, I would have been like, all right. But there's still. I still would be. I still feel like this about it, but I'd be like, okay. I don't know. There's okay. still open threads though with what's gonna go on with the Continental and the high table and the one above the table and and Halle Berry. See, that's so. That. Those are all really valid questions, Andrew. And I think that's where the film fucked up big time, is yeah. thinking that people cared about that stuff going into it. Uh, yeah. But it, it, I'm sorry, Andrew, are you saying that with the way the movie actually ended, that there are questions about how those threads go? Because there there are not lo- if, there are not if loose ends with have, if oh okay yeah if you were to have died okay sure but no yeah. I mean the way the way the movie ended like those threads are not open they have been tied off like the, yeah. the Continental's just fine yeah. Which seems like a lot, a much ado about nothing for the entire film. Yeah, <laughs> like again, there there was awesome, amazing action. Like the the set piece of the Continental being uh, invaded by the the High Tables uh, bulletproof troops. Like those are fucking. That was yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but God, when he just, so when he runs so let's back talk. Room. <laughs> yeah, let's Sorry, let's guys. talk about that. What was everyone's favorite like action set piece scene? Whew. And there are a lot. <laughs> I, yeah. I will yeah. say that there there were a lot of them. The whole beginning, I loved when he's in Chinatown and he gets up into the room with all the different like antique weapons and things. Yeah, like that. and yeah. he's sitting there and he's building his own gun. To the that was fucking amazing. And then fucking waste the dude. And they start <laughs> for that one shot. <laughs> yeah, and they start breaking all the glass to get all the knives out, and they have like the ultimate knife fight with ev- with like fifty different knives, and he's just chucking them at people. And great action sequence in that. And then yeah. no one in the theater could handle it when he grabs the dude and he starts poking the knife into his yep. eyeball. Oh, yep. Everyone mm-hmm. in the theater yep. was like, they're not going to show it. They're not going to. Oh, oh, no, man, they showed it. They're going to yeah. show it. <laughs> so that was my favorite scene as well. Uh, I just thought like the the action and uh, the long takes and the the pulled back camera, which I think the John Wick franchise does so, so well. And yeah. it might be. Uh, some of the best like action fight scenes in film today yes um so so i i that was a great scene like it was great fights right there at the beginning especially with the the breaking all the glass and everything but in in our review of john wick chapter two where we also covered the original john wick um one of the things that i loved about those two movies was that john appeared to be a really smart uh, action hero and that he would you know grab guns off the floor or grab you know that started to go by the wayside in this movie a little bit yes and I and it bo- yes. and it bothered me why didn't he take that axe 
when he hurled it into the guy's head. Yeah. Yeah. Or Why didn't he take? Could have just taken any other any weapon of those in weapons. that room. Yeah. He could have taken any other weapon in that room and continued forward to have something to protect himself. There were guns. There were like, guns on the floor. <laughs> I was so co- I was so confused by that. Yeah. After after making a point of showing him doing that for two movies, that felt off to me. Like that 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 to me was kind of almost like a signature of this type of action movie that, you know that they're doing and. And then they're, they're just guns on the floor, and he's not grabbing them. Like, he's in a fight for his life. He absolutely would. So That's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Rob, what was your favorite scene? Or fa- um, favorite fight? Or whatever. Whichever. So so you guys went with that fight at the beginning. So I guess um, I'll go with uh, when he meets Braun uh, yeah. of the high table. Oh, God, that was so great. <laughs> uh, and then... He shoots at the dog, but doesn't kill the dog, which the entire theater was like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Halle Berry is like, he shot at my dog. And John's like, please don't. <laughs> like, please don't. We have to fight our way out of here. He shot my dog. And then I get the, ins- <laughs> the ensuing shit storm of a fight that happens after that. That was amazing. Was fucking amazing. Hey. Including, but not limited to dogs biting people into dicks. Such good boys. Yeah, so. Yeah. Such good boys. A lot of a lot of dogs went for nuts. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I that was fucking intense when they. My favorite shot specifically in that, and it was only for a few seconds, but they like um, they over the shoulder video game angled Halle Berry going through that like uh, those archways. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was I was like sold. And she's just fucking dope. Sick in the dogs dope. on people left and right. Yeah, they're like, but like that specific shot of the camera over her shoulder, off to the left a little bit, where you see her walking through, and then she like cover corners and then goes through again. Such a fucking video game uh, moment. It yeah, looked like Re- Resident Evil Four, right, Jordan? Yeah, absolutely. There we go. So I, I absolutely fucking loved that. That was great. Oh, fucking Halle Berry went hard as shit in this movie. Don't shoot at her dog. Yeah. Did you see the? She did like basically the same training course. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, uh, the three gun. The three gun uh, drill. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking, that was awesome. Yeah. So just don't piss her or Keanu Reeves off, or they'll kill you <laughs> and everyone you love. Um, that was that was an amazing, uh, amazing fight, and 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 I I started to think like, are we? So the the first movie is a dog gets killed, and the second movie he he has his dog with him, and now we're getting. Dogs revenge. Yeah. <laughs> These dogs are gonna fuck up everyone they can for that dog that died the, in the first movie. Um, in Morocco, dogs kill you. <laughs> <laughs> the only so then so I loved all of that scene up until the point where she vaulted her dog up the wall to kill that guy on top of the wall. Yeah. Uh, super fake. Yeah. And dog, pulled d- me right out. Dog can't jump that high. Film. Pulled me right out of the film okay. because everything in John Wick has been about reality-based oh, well. fight <laughs> sequencing <laughs> and and like real fights because Keanu Reeves does like 95% of his stunts in these movies and then she vaults a dog up a wall. Um, well, if that didn't take you out of it, then the whole thing through the desert absolutely mu- would have, you know. Well, exactly. Yeah. And they were bookended on one another, and yeah. that's why I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Spinning wildly out of control once yeah. the middle of that film happened. Yeah. Um, my favorite 
my favorite um, action sequence is the uh, the one near the end as the the Continental is being invaded by the um, the Juggernaut soldiers, dude. Because um, yeah. it starts off with that there are Continental like basically they just look like concierges. Um, they all look like Sharon, and they're all uh, they're all just armed with like just pistols. And there's John, and then these guys are bulletproof and take out like everyone but John and Sharon. And so they go down and get fucking shotguns and with uh, oh, armor yeah. armor piercing rounds, and that's where it gets a lot. Oh god, it, that, that that whole action sequence was amazing. It was. The, I love you could hear the different sound, like the different sounds of the gunshots. The furthering, because they just had little, the other concierge had little, kind of like, like a dinky pea shooter, and it was just like a ping ping, and then John had yeah. the higher caliber oh. rounds that were, you know, yeah. pack more of a punch. And he had, he had, he had, he had an assault slugs. rifle, too. Yeah. So, I love about that scene that he was just smart once he figured out they were all wearing armor. Oh, yeah. They went back in, they got the different bullets, Yep. and then he also was grabbing them and... Shooting under the helmets the up, yeah, or shooting yeah. under the helmet, yeah, and shooting or out of the back the of the neck, or, in, and stuff. or through the visor, yep, lifting yep. the visor up. He does, he, <laughs> it was so great. Yep, he shoots at least one guy through the visor of the fucking helmet. I, I just thought one. that was like a really smart way to get around that. Yeah, I like the one part where he just grabs a guy and just keep he like puts the barrel of the gun up to his stomach and just keeps shooting it until it eventually gets through the armor. Yep, <laughs> I think he does that with another guy's helmet too. I felt like that was the scene in a video game, you know? Yeah. When you, when you have to like shoot your way through all of the armored opponents or whatever. Yeah. That, that definitely had a feel to it. Um, because even, even though they were wearing armor, shooting them still made them fall and recoil. Yeah. It had like stopping power. So he was still shooting them with the gun that couldn't affect them fatally to give himself time to kill them fatally. (laughs) Right. And then you have to go and fight the two little mini bosses. In the, so in the glass room. That, <laughs> I'm glad Brian shrugged before I did. <laughs> that whole thing. So, like, visually, from an action set piece standpoint, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. The glass room with the mirrors, and I think that that getting... was all just there for that. But I don't think yeah, practically yeah. that would exist within I mean, the continental. We we get introduced to that room. Like about just right right before the third act, did anyone of us actually think that that was not all going to get destroyed? Oh yeah. Upon, oh, no. upon I thought it was getting destroyed when he was in there the first time. You yeah. see all you see all the glass cases with the glass crystal skulls in them. I'm like, that's all getting destroyed. There's not. Yeah. There's no way that it's either not getting shot up. I thought shot up, but you know, uh, it, it, so that they 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 uh, they telegraph that. From part a, part a of me wishes away. it got shot up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but I, I so those two guys that he fought, the first two guys, um, right? The first two guys, the the Filipino guys that were like big fans of his. Yeah. Well, well, I'm talking well, there about were also the two guys before that. There were there were like four or five guys before that. Yeah, but there's the two guys with the sword, and he like hits the glass with the one sword, and he pushes his friend's throat into the sword and cuts yeah. it with it. Oh, yeah. that was very cool. Great moment. That was very yeah, cool. Great moment. I did like the fight with those two smaller flippy guys. Yeah. yeah. See, I didn't before the boss fight. See, I didn't because in the in the first two movies, it's people are going for the kill, and this one with with the, with those fights at the end, it's about gamesmanship, kind of like yeah. Th- like yeah. I don't buy it. Like it, it they that, were like that, they were like fans of his. Yeah, that yeah. pulled me out as out of it too. Like, are you not trying to fucking kill each other? 
What the fuck is yeah, going no, on? It, it annoyed it annoyed me that they were fans of his and that they like broke in the middle of the fight to be like, It's an honor to fight you. Right. It was a cool Yeah, I that annoyed like me that. too, but I think the way that they like explained that was because they were Zero's students. Well, so they're still learning how to fight and stuff like that. So obviously I think within the writers' minds they were like, Well, obviously they'd be fans of John Wick. But that also then brings me back to is his name Zero because I completely missed yeah. out on what his name yeah. was. I, uh, I had to I had to like read about it. I did not I like didn't... I did not like that character. Uh, me either. They get they get they get to the Continental and it's a really cool scene towards the end where John puts just puts his hand on the step and Sharon's just like you know nope don't don't shoot him oh, you know I love that yeah. yeah that was that was a great moment and they get inside and then it's a weird five minutes with with zero like being a fanboy of John Wick and it's like he go and he's he, funny he goes he goes between he goes between being completely stone faced to being like all happy like it's it's really yeah. weird and I did not like that character and so I didn't like that last fight either just I like the actor because I'm a big fan of Iron Chef America yeah. <laughs> Mark uh, DeCoscos yeah I've seen him in other was, things but um I was waiting for him to yell I cuisine <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. how great was Lance Reddick though? Great. The concierge. Like, so I love him. I think he's I, such a phenomenal actor. When he, dude, when he got strapped up, I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it, did, has he fought yet? Or was this the first movie he's really This is the first movie. This was, yeah. I, cool. Cause it was fucking awesome. And I've been yeah. waiting to see him fight. And I think he's, now. I think he was only fighting because the Continental was involved. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like he, it's yeah. it's his his um, uh, fealty was to the Continental and to and Winston. Else. I think really more to Winston, well, but to to Winston. Yeah. But Winston, as he put it, is the Continental. Right, right, fair. So it's protect these grounds at all costs, regardless of what happens. Right. That I enjoy. Like they they set up a lot of internal logic stuff in the previous installments, and then in this one, I don't know if it was adding too much additional information or just information that like we didn't need mm -hmm. like we saw where john trained when he was a boy and i was just like did we need to yeah no? th th there was a lot of filler yeah i like that before when you didn't know as much about him yeah it's the same it's the same argument with han solo anyway yeah, yeah. I mean, like when when they went through the whole um the the whole lair of the belarusians um seeing all the Seeing all the baller ballerinas like uh, practicing and her tearing her toe off, toenail off, oh, and dude, um, one guy went uh and then stood up and walked out of the theater for a little bit. <laughs> that yeah, that was, that was that was that was that was intense. Yeah. There's no yeah, that, yeah that was I'm, rough. I'm familiar with uh, toenail pain, so that was <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, yeah. cringe um, city. Yeah, but then but 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 we but again we didn't we didn't need all that. That that was all no. just like. I don't know. You know what they could have done in that time? Had him fight somebody. Yeah. More more action. Really. I think Dude, hey they've now made it so that he can kill people with horses. That's awesome. Oh, I'm Do more of that. that. Dude, that was great. That was such a good scene. <laughs> I, I was I was just hoping for one horse kill, but then we got what? Two? Three? Yeah. Three, I guess, cuz he he tied the one guy to the back of the horse and fucking threw yeah. him into the It's yeah. great. 
Just uh. yeah, he so he slaps the ass on the on the first horse and it bucks, and I was like, wow, that was unexpected. And then he did it again, and I was just like, all right, now you're forcing me to like look at it, and you probably shouldn't. And then uh, they didn't do it again, thank God. But I loved how the bad guys were like respectful of the horses mm-hmm. for some reason. Yeah, they like they wouldn't shoot through the horse or move the horse out of the way with their gun to get to John. Because he, like, spun around with the horse next to him, and the guy was like, oh, well, hold on. Didn't show horses here. Jesus Christ. But, yeah, I mean, so as, as much as I love that, the, the horse, the horse, the, the scene in the stable, I guess, would be would be called. Um, and then, yeah. then he then he leaves on the horse. That was cool. I did not like later on when he's, when there was, like, a motorcycle fight. That, to me, made no sense. And I don't know. It just, like, that, that, that was... Out of the three movies, that was one of the most incoherent scenes that they've had, which is saying something because they don't really have incoherent scenes. Um, See, I don't, I don't agree that that didn't make any sense. They just chased him on motorcycles. Well, do what you, did you mean the the fighting on the motorcycle? Yeah, right. What's wrong with that? The, I mean, I visually it was cool. The way that they shot it was kind of awkward yeah because you're like tight on him and they kept they kept the the camera at the at the level just above the 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 the, the bicycle tires like so the reason why i think they did that was because i feel like they shot that just on a green screen and and I'm i don't sorry, think that I, that I, was on location at all but they wanted to mimic that actual raw feeling that they would shoot it on location. But I feel like they just shot that on a green screen, thus the camera being positioned the way it was. Right. But I don't think... I think that was to the scene's detriment. I don't think it was bad. Right? Yeah. I no, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it was bad. Yeah, but I'm Brian said it was incoherent. I think that... I, I, felt, te- I felt it was a little incoherent, a, yeah. Yeah, I think that in a technical sense it, it, it faltered because it wasn't practical. Well, sure. I mean, 90% of the John Wick stuff that they shoot is practical. Right. So when you have something that's not, like the dog vaulting up the wall or this uh, fight on the on the uh, motorcycles, it, it I feel like they were trying to do new stuff. And I remember from the trailer when I saw that they all pulled out katanas on the fucking motorcycles, I was like, oh, my God, that's going to be fucking crazy. And then seeing it, I was just kind of like, oh, and then it was over. See, I thought it was I thought it was fun. I really enjoyed that scene. I don't I don't think there's really any issues there. I mean, could they have shot it differently? Sure. But at that point, like you're just complaining. I was fine with it. Um I thought it was kind of cool. I, I I just really liked that shot right before the fight when they're all riding up and they all pull the swords out. That was just I yeah. thought that was framed really cool and shot well and No, I thought it was a cool fight. I especially liked the end when he just flies off the bike. He got the shit kicked out of him in this movie. Yeah, like more so than any of the other ones. I, and that's um, and I think that that's part of part of my issue with it as well. I, I know that sequels they have to do everything bigger. You know, they have to up the ante. But it really felt like they went from from in the first two movies where John Wick was just an amazing assassin and maybe the best assassin in the world to John Wick is superhuman in this movie. That's what it felt like to me. And I like he did get hit by two cars <laughs> back oh, yeah. in quick succession after with a bullet in his gut and after getting stabbed by a giant, a scene that I 
or I guess I guess a, a chunk of the movie um, that was problematic for me yeah. uh, <laughs> was the the very beginning as we're leading up to uh, his contract going uh-huh. live. Yep, this is a problem for me too. Yep. Um, it was super clunky because we had to keep cutting back to the the fat old tattooed lady yeah. talking about when his contract's going to go live. Like, I just kept like, and then it cuts back to her one more time. And I was like, is she going to say it's live yet? And she's like, one minute. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah. can we fucking please just make it happen already? Because that was a large portion of the beginning of the film. And we ended on the fact that it was going to happen in an hour. Right. And then we have to wait like 15 to 20 more minutes for it to actually happen. Right. It was a lot. They took a lot of time to do that. Yeah, in in an effort to ramp up the tension with that countdown, they completely diffused a lot of the tension with that countdown. Because it's it's a it's a filmmaking technique to do cuts in quick succession to build up tension. That's like a that's a thing. Yeah. So I, it just they lingered too long on the things that they kept cutting to, so the tension kept getting broken. Yeah, they they went back to that countdown easily four times. Oh, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 2 minutes, 1 minute, Thir- now 30 it's seconds. live. And I, at that point, like, yeah, at 30, and I was like, dude, now the, I don't care. And then she literally did the, uh, didn't she do the 3, 2, 1? Because yeah. like uh-huh. ev- every, everyone in that room just stopped moving until she counted down and then said it's in effect and then the contract was open. It's just like, I don't know. I, I realize that with every sequel that gets released, you have to have a, a, a part of the movie at the beginning for the people who haven't seen the previous movies. I get that. But that, to me, was like just beating people over the head. Uh, it, it did feel like there was a lot of filler. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Whether that be good filler, like longer fight scenes or moments like that you were talking about, it feel like they just they didn't have enough script to fill out uh, an hour and 30 minutes. So they just kind of really extended things and added a lot of fluff to certain areas, and it it definitely showed from time to time. But then we also got really awesome extended fight scenes. So you know, you get what you, you get what you can from it. Yeah. I wish there were more fight scenes. Yeah. Yeah, I wish it was just one long fight scene for an hour and a half. <laughs> one unending shot. That's just what walking because walking down the street. Because chapter two, ass. chapter two. Once he. Once he goes on his 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 mission to to fulfill the marker for Santonio, that is that is one long action sequence until the end of the movie. Yeah, it is. It, it, like he's he's in Italy, he's in Rome, and then he's being hunted in New York, and then he's doing the hunting in New York. It's just one long action sequence. It's beautiful. And then that punctuation at the end when he fucking blows his head off inside the yeah. Continental. Yeah, great. And I like that this movie picked up exactly where the last one left off. Like he's still running from that park yeah like and i i looked at amanda and i like hit her i was like oh my god it's starting right at the end of the other one like no time has passed it it really had to in my opinion no yeah i agree and i loved i loved that um and then it just it it lived too long in what would have been the end of the last movie yeah again just a little little too much padding i was gonna say there were some genuinely funny bits in it too um (laughs) when uh Everybody, it actually got a little a little applause in the theater when he's like, "What do you need?" And he goes, "Guns, <laughs> yeah, lots of guns, yeah." Like, ah, he said the thing, Matrix, the we, thing that that's a movie that happened 
20 years ago. <laughs> hey, still one of the one of the best sci-fi action movies of all time. So the the humor there was a lot of humor. Mm-hmm. Uh th- there were a lot of attempts at humor, you mean. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and I don't know if this is just a trend for me recently, <laughs> but like, stop putting humor in my series. <laughs> it's it, humor can be in the series, but it's got to be good. It's it, right. It's gotta, I felt like it can't be played for cheap. You know, like I felt like I felt like we were like we were into camp territory mm. here, and it bothered the hell out of me. One one thing I really like about this franchise, I guess, since the second one, is how unapologetically serious it takes these kind of outlandish scenarios and things right um and that and it works because of that because it, it's like i don't want to say up its own ass that's not the right term but no. unapologetic about how it how it goes about telling the story and and the classical music and the high society assassins and all right that. right I love like that. The, there's a there's like a it, it it plays with itself yeah like everything is everything is so serious so then you the viewer can derive like god that's funny because yeah. it's so fucking weird and awkward yeah but like when they're cracking jokes about their society yeah it's like strange because it's already a weird thing that like doesn't obviously doesn't exist and like we don't understand what's going on, so like if they're making fun within it, it feels v- weird. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But like I, I left the theater and I said to Amanda, I was like, I just, I felt like they went into camp, and we we had literally just discussed the definition of camp because of the Met Gala because <laughs> that was like the theme of it. <laughs> oh my god. So it was like a continuing conversation for me and her where I was like, I felt like it got real campy. And she was like, oh, my God. Like, and I don't want it to feel like that. It's already like borderline camp because it takes itself so serious, ironically or unironically or however it, you want to word it. You know, I, I agree. I think I think the term over the top can come into play. Um, yeah. yeah. It, already in the in the first two movies, it, it's borderline over the top in just how amazing Achillery is, but you buy into it because it's, it's, it's fucking cool. And it's the action is done so well. And Keanu absolutely pulls it off. Um, but yeah, like when they're out in the desert meeting the elder above the high table, I can't believe that's a sentence I just said. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, but when they're out in the desert and they're meeting with, he's meeting with him and he chops off his finger as a sign of fealty. There we go. Fealty. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then he says, you know, yeah, if you kill Winston for us, you know, you'll you'll be you'll be back in the fold with us, but you'll be with us forever. And go to go to the room where you're you where your your exact like your exact black suit is just there waiting for you in the desert. Like, what the fuck? Like, as if he knew this was going to happen, or he I, always had that. Suit. I, I, well, I don't know he was coming because of the the whole I mean, shootout in Morocco. I guess, but. Again, writing a script for you know, writing it, do, doing the job of the writers for the writers. Like I don't, that 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 was another thing that just took me. I was like, what the fuck is this suit just doing there? You know, 
So they knew he was well, coming. Well, it's it's a suit that fits him. It's not <laughs> technically his suit. It's the bulletproof suit. Keanu Keanu's a tall guy, kind of lanky, so <laughs> that was specifically tailored for they him. They knew he was coming. Yeah, no, I understand that, but <laughs> I, so I, you're I, mad because they knew he was coming. No, so they knew that they no, would because Jordan, you're you're assuming they knew he was coming. You don't know that. So. I'm just saying that we don't we don't know that they knew he was coming. We're doing the writing for the writers again. That's that's what I'm saying. So, so just imagine a scene where the elder above the high table is on the phone with a tailor in Morocco. Yeah, I mean, you you saw you saw where they were. Like, did that look like a? They didn't have any technology pres, present there. No, like, it was pretty remote. Yeah, like out in the middle of the fucking desert. The uh, bronze said it. Like, you know, you got to keep walking and then keep walking, and when you're close to dying, keep walking, and then maybe you'll die. You know. <laughs> So like what was that scene I can't even it can't even be it can't even be like metaphorical because he literally cuts his finger off and then for most of the shots thereafter he doesn't have it. Right. No, no, that happened. That, that, there, <laughs> so there's no like, there's no dream sequence happened. or anything. It wasn't, that, that that actually yeah, happened. Yeah, it wasn't like an oasis situation or or something like that where he just saw something or <laughs> he met with some sort of god above him or something like that. <laughs> He got he got some really bad hallucinations and he made it with a camel, <laughs> and the camel bit his finger off. <laughs> and yeah, did you didn't glean that from that whole thing? I thought. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> duh. God, read between oh. the lines, guys. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I enjoyed the movie. I still enjoy it, even you know, a day later I'm, thinking back on it because of the action. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to come off here like I'm not trying to shit all over because I, I I didn't walk out of here going like that sucked. I can't believe I wasted you know 15 bucks on that. No, I mean I'm glad I saw it, and I don't know if I'll buy it on Blu-ray like the other two because um, I don't know if I'd watch. I'm not I'm not sure. I'm 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 borderline on that right now, but um, I'm glad I saw it, and I I really hope that there will be a chapter four. I think it did well at the box office. Yeah, already it already doubled, doubled its, its budget. So oh, that's great! Doubled. Oh well, that, that, see, that's really oh. good. Didn't it? Its budget didn't was fifty-five million, and it made one hundred and forty-nine point two. Wow! Million. Didn't it beat some opening records or something? Uh, it, I mean, it it already beat out the first one's entire theatrical run. That's yeah. awesome! It, yeah, because that it it was John Wick was super word of mouth the first yeah. film. Super word of yeah. mouth. I remember seeing one trailer for it before it came out, and I was like, "Oh, Keanu Reeves is doing some other menial action film." No idea. <laughs> and then uh, didn't see it till it came out on Blu-ray. Bought it cold off of Amazon for like eight bucks. As far as John Wick Three goes, mm-hmm. um, I think I'd put it in like the middle of the pack between the two movies. Really, the first one was really good. Don't get me wrong, but the first one was very stiff, and the first one had a lot of cuts to black fades to black like i just recently rewatched it hmm. and uh i think technically speaking this film is far superior than the first one so i give them all the credit in the world as far as the technical side of things the fights like everything like that i think this one falls in the middle i, I still think two is the best of the trilogy so far Okay, uh, I agree yeah. that two is is the best. Two is my de- definitely mm-hmm. my favorite. I would put this one just below the first one. Um, there, it was a little clunky from time to time, 
and a couple like I said a couple like gunfight scenes can kind of go on for me they can just drag a little bit um, whereas I never really felt that in the in the first two but some of the the other action sequences in this movie are just fucking ridiculous and I do like that we get more in depth into this world that they've built um, you know whether it be good or bad I, I, I think it's cool that is it just me, or did it kind of feel like the entire world is in on this organization with the scope of this? Yeah, absolutely. It, it and really I, I, like I think that's not necessarily street. a good thing. No, I don't well, think so either. I think they they mentioned in the in this the second chapter outright that the 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 high table has it's I think twelve seats, and it's 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 basically criminal. Uh, organizations from all over the world the 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 Camorra from uh from Italy and Rome and like you know yeah. the Russians the the Chechnyans the, the I'm sure the Yakuza so I'm I'm sure it's just all the big all the big crime organizations you've ever heard of they're represented at the high table so it is global it just felt like Hamas you know other crime organizations I think what I think what Andrew's trying to get at is like he's walking down a street in New York City and literally everyone is basically an assassin. Yeah, everyone's an assassin. No. There was like two guys in Chinatown when he ran through that lighting shop that were like, what the fuck is going on? Other than that, every single person in New York, except for <laughs> these two guys, are part of this crime organization. <laughs> At least Imagine that's what being those like. two guys left out. You know? <laughs> Why does the shit keep happening? <laughs> it's because they don't have friends. <laughs> I just want to build my, my I just want to build my chandeliers in peace oh and these fucking guys keep running through my shop. You know, I yeah. came to this country pursuing a dream. Uh, I love chandeliers. <laughs> uh, Brian, do you have any closing thoughts on the film? Um, I mean, I'll, I've said pretty much everything I can say about Chapter 3. I'll just say that where it ends up is kind of where I was hoping... It would be in like the halfway mark. I kind of thought that this movie would be John goes like, I'm sorry, after chapter two, I was like, oh, he's got no choice but to take out the high table. That's what I thought. Right. That's what I thought yeah. chapter two was going to be was that he, he's got the entire world against him. He has to take out the high table. And now that seems like exactly what they're setting up. He and the Bowery King are going to take on take out the high table. It's going to be John doing it, of course, but he'll have the Bowery King's uh, help. Um, that'll be chapter four, and I'm just like, well, why couldn't we have gotten that for this movie? So, I'm looking forward to chapter four, though. Absolutely. Like I like I had said to you guys after I after I watched it because I saw it Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, I I liked it. I didn't hate it, but there's definitely parts that like if I get it on Blu-ray, probably gonna fast nah. forward through uh, <laughs> about half of it. Half. Um. Yeah, about half of it. Wow. That whole beginning, th- like everything that's not him fighting somebody, <laughs> you don't really need. Yeah. Um, like, because that's what these films are, are predicated on. That's what the word of mouth was. Like, oh, you got to see Keanu Reeves do this shit. And then you get this and you're just kind of like, oh, what the fuck is going on now? Um, I... I definitely put this at the bottom of the three but like it, it's a really high bar yeah it's a really high bar to try to jump over after while you're making these over and over again because i am outright complaining about people who complain about the end of game of thrones and like 
you're not supposed to do do the work for the writer. You have to take what's on the screen as what it is. Like, your theories don't mean anything to anyone other than you. And that's why I think a lot of people are mad about that. And I think that's why I'm a little mad about this. Um, Because it didn't go the way that you thought it would? I guess, but like when Brian said that I thought he was going to take on the high table, I didn't really have that expectation, but I would much have preferred that to what this was. Yeah. Right. And I, I think part of that too is maybe they were already greenlit for a sequel. And so they were just like, well, okay, now instead of making one movie, we have to make two. Money. Yeah. yeah. You know, that could very well yeah, be the possible. studio. Yeah. Well, hopefully the next movie is just like, if this was kind of like a, uh, like a Call of Duty kind of game. This next one will be like a boss rush when he's getting through all the members of the high table. But like, so could you? But could you imagine though, like the the fourth one being John versus the high table, whatever Latin word they're gonna throw at the end of it, so you could get that idea in your head. Tab, 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 tabula highest. <laughs> perineum. <laughs> Did you say perineum? The perineum. It's, it's pronounced, what? It's pronounced uh, per diem. <laughs> It's when you're not hourly and you're not salary. <laughs> it, it literally means as needed. John Wick Chapter 4 per diem. That's probably a lot better than the one I was talking about. Oh, Mine's a kind of a different movie. Yeah, Andrew, I'm pretty sure yeah. you were naming the yes. uh, the seam on your grundle. Yeah. The perineum. Yeah. Uh, the coronal ridge kind of area. The fleshy fundrigium. The taint. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm going right. to give the movie a C+. Plus. That is a very good. Grade I agree. For it. I give it. A, sure. I give it a B. Okay. I liked it. I had fun. I don't go in. Jordan's one of those teachers that's easy to please. <laughs> I don't go into John Wick thinking, oh well, this plot was bad because like I'm there for the fights. I'm there I'm, for the fights, but when the plot's bad, the plot's just fucking. Right? Bad. I don't think it was bad. I don't think it was bad. I don't think this was a bad movie. No, I don't think it, it was a bad movie either. I and just, I don't think I'm easy to please. I think ooh. like ooh <laughs> <laughs> ooh. Rob's got some heat. <laughs> I don't have like I didn't have high expectations for this. Um, I wouldn't say it's bad per se. I would say it's wonky at times. <laughs> yeah, that's there's a good. A lot, there's a lot of wonk. John Wonk. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> John Wonk. John chapter Wonk, three. Chapter Three, Problem Perneum. Problem. <laughs> oh God! Uh, All right. So for Pop Cannon, I'm Jordan. I'm Robert. I'm Andrew, and I'm Brian. Thanks for listening to our episode on Detective Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. What monsters would you like to see in Godzilla? Let us know in the comment <laughs> section below. Fucking, it doesn't even turn into John Wick. <laughs> we just talk about other shit. <laughs> Episode 16 is in the books. How did you guys like John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum? Did you enjoy it more than we did? Did we come off as nitpicky or was it justified in your opinion? Do you have a favorite scene we didn't call out? Or even one that you liked that we didn't? Where does this film rank among the other John Wick films? Let. Us. Know.
engaging with our listeners is something we love to do, and it's never been easier. Just follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube, and leave your thoughts on the episode in the comments section. Make sure to search Pop Cannon Pod with a special, special, special K. And if you have a favorite on the show, why not follow them too? If I, Robert, am your favorite, obviously, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Yesball. If Jordan is your favorite, you can find him on Twitter and Instagram at JL24FPS. If Andrew is your favorite, he can be followed on Twitter at Flavored underscore Red, which is the name of his webcomic, by the way, and Instagram at Android Skeleton. And if Brian is your favorite, well, following him isn't easy. He runs this 24-hour custom tailor shop in the middle of the desert somewhere near Morocco. We're not really sure how he keeps the business alive. Barely any customers ever. Then one day, he gets a call to make this black suit with a black undershirt and tie with very specific measurements. The suit was for a guy around 6 foot 1, 175. Anyway, so it's a rush order, and he slides everything aside that he was doing and goes to town on this thing. Like, really focuses on it. They need it as soon as possible, although the guy who placed the order wasn't sure really when or if he'd actually need it. Anyway, Brian slaves away on this thing, and it is perfect. He even threw in a pair of shoes for free. And ostensibly underwear and socks. So he finally makes the delivery, and they have him hang it in this really elaborate tent situation. And he was so happy to do it, though. He really was. Finally, he'd be able to make rent, he thought. So he goes to collect payment for this rush delivery custom tailored suit and the motherfucker hands him one gold coin. Now sure it's gold, but what bank accepts this coin? He's never seen one before. He was infuriated. All that hard work. Yeah, well hopefully the guy got to his gala event in time and nothing bad happened to the suit and he'd be able to wear it forever for events for years to come. Well, that's our show. Stay tuned for our episodes on Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and more S1E1 headed your way. It's a great time to subscribe to Pop Cannon on your preferred podcast platform. Thanks for listening, guys.